This episode of Noise of the Broke Boys is brought to you by memes. Do you love arguing over the internet? What about condensing out the nuances of a complicated topic by adding a sentence of text over a picture of a cute dog? Are you too busy to read news articles and fact check their sources and would rather look at a poorly photoshopped picture and gather everything you need to know from that? Or are you more of the type that loves to troll the world and watch it burn with silly, low-quality stock images? Either way, memes are a perfect solution for all the aforementioned desires. Please check out Noise of the Broke Boys on Instagram for more information about low-quality memes. And now, on to the show. In this episode, I meet with my boy, DJ Fiction. We were both part of the same group of delinquents back in school. At that time, I was amazed to find out that he was also an amazing DJ and music producer. Since then, he has traveled around and lived in several countries, including the Netherlands and Luxembourg. He recently released a new album called Cinema Deck that I absolutely love. I put the entire album as a backing track to this episode, but I encourage you to listen to it in its entirety without my annoying voice over it. I included a link to the album in the description. Please enjoy the episode with DJ Fiction. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the End of the World Show International Edition. <laughs> Today, I got a very special guest. His name is DJ Fiction. What's up, man? How you doing? I- Good, cool. man. How are you? Good to be I'm, here. I'm great, man. So you're out there in uh, Luxembourg, right? Correct. Dope. Um, so we, we could talk about that later, but what I what uh, I know you just came out with a brand new album, Cinema Deck. I checked it out. It's one of the dopest shits I've heard in a long time. Uh, you've been Thank making you music much, a long time, it means man. A lot. Um, so. Can you can you tell me a little bit about like what was the inspiration for this for this musical project? Because I know you haven't really put something out in a while, right? It's been a while, but like, just like yeah, that's probably because of just the way I live. Like I moved around hella mm-hmm. in the last like six seven years. Yeah, and yeah, it was just it was more because of that. But uh, the inspiration behind this specific album is like old school movies like yeah. 60s movies especially french movies italian movies uh-huh. that kind of shit I, I really like that shit like uh fellini movies or jean-luc godard francois truffaut uh this kind of shit um so the inspiration for that was like around 2015 i started watching like hell of these movies like hella and okay. uh, then i was just thinking to myself like there's a lot of good music in these movies yeah you know, there like, is sample this shit and also the quotes and stuff and i had it in my mind to make kind of like a concept album mm-hmm. that revolves around these and yeah pretty much like even the name the name of the album that I, uh, cinema deck like in france and here in luxembourg as well like uh the theater they have theaters like retro theaters right where they show old school movies and shit oh really okay these are, these are called cinema techs cinema tech so that so then i just took deck like a turntable yeah yeah and did like a little combination thing okay that's tight that's tight oh yeah so 
you were you said that they're they're like 50s movies is, is around the, the era that like like let's say like late 50s to like late 60s okay mostly I, got 60s, I got it yeah because it. it it sounded like that you know when i was listening to it i would hear um you know some kind of old school stuff you know uh it has that that the recording quality from that time and so that's why i was thinking it was probably that you know what i mean um i mean it's also the music i sample right like i sample hello old jazz and funk and shit like that yeah yeah i would say the vast majority is from the 60s yeah no it, it was nice because i would hear i heard a few breaks that you put in there that i was familiar with and then i heard a lot of stuff i've never heard i've never heard of and i was kind of like yo did this guy sample this or did he make this like what's going on so like i mean it sounds like you obviously sampled a lot of that stuff so it's like you really had to do a lot of digging i'm, I'm guessing obviously For sure. in the movies I mean, and stuff like so when you're listening too i mean uh-huh so when like, you're like uh, watching I, some of these movies you're hearing you're you're just like going that's a dope track i'm gonna try to find it and how, like how do you how do you i guess pull it out are you able to find the track pretty easy like how's your digging process for that so like most of the music is not sampled from the movies but some of it is uh how i dig for shit i mean it's like how anybody else does right i mean like mm. uh go to record stores discogs like discogs.com is like my fucking oh okay mecca. like uh, i'm buying hella shit on there um but also just like hella fools uh upload shit on like uh, vinyl rip blogs Okay. You can just find a hell of shit like there. Um, but basically, like, digging comes from just under the shit the old dudes used to do. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like Premiere or Pete Rock or, like, the dudes that I admire, like DJ Shadow, DJ Crush, yeah. DJ Cam. And you just find out what they sampled from years and years of before. You know, like, who sampled.com? Uh-huh. Like, now every, everything is outed, right? Like, now everything yeah, you know, yeah. is outed. People find the shit. But before, you didn't have anything like that. You had to just find it yourself. Yeah. You knew maybe a little bit based on an artist or a label or oh. something like that of the sampled artist. And then you could kind of like dig a bit further, dig a bit further. Oh, shit. Like this is a maybe obscure album by this artist or by this label that nobody sampled. Let's see if there's anything on this. Or on yeah, this. yeah. And then with the movies, it's the same shit. I mean, hella old. Like uh, there's this one dude, uh, Dimitri from Paris. Okay. He came out with the album in the 90s called uh, Sacre Bleu. Uh-huh. And that kind of is sort of the same thing. Except he doesn't sample so many French movies. He samples American movies. Like oh. He samples Helen, like Audrey Hepburn and shit like that. Mm. And had music from those movies as well. So that was kind of like an inspiration for me as well. Mm. So you were kind of doing the like the reverse of that of what he was doing. Even like, though he's French, funnily enough, but uh, yeah, and I'm American, but uh, and so you're yeah, pulling out of French, you're pulling out French movies. Okay, that's tight. No, mm-hmm. I mean getting getting inspiration from like other people like that is really dope. I mean, and I, like what I really liked about the album is that it really, it, it, I could really tell that you were digging for it, and I feel like it's somewhat of a lost art, at least from what I see on like the mainstream radios and stuff. And it's like it's kind of sad because I think maybe because of a lot of copyright laws and stuff that that is getting like kind of pushed to the underground a little bit more now but it's like it was super refreshing to hear that because i was like yo this guy put so much time into digging like i can tell this is like you know you were you had the like the early 90s type of like digging attitude in that in that in the whole album is what I was feeling. It's, At least that's, that's what I was That's pretty getting. much my whole, my whole idea. Like uh-huh. all I ever wanted really with music is just to sound like mid nineties, like crush and shadow. That's, uh-huh, it, uh-huh. Pretty much. that's tight. Yeah. So like, I always just went for that, that kind of aesthetic. 
why nobody i mean people still do sample i mean look at like uh hotline bling right that was fucking huge and that was fucking just yeah. a pure sample right uh-huh With practically nothing else um i don't know if it's because of copyright or because people's tastes have changed you know yeah. people like now more uh, synthetic sounds which i also That's do true. i also do like compose some shit and and like uh yeah uh, there's one track uh that has practically no samples i can think of on the album but still i like that grainy that you get from it's from a, kind of like a nostalgic type of sound you know like i yeah. it it was very moody what and that's what i liked about it it was um like uh i mean it yeah i guess similar to like a movie really like you you get like these moody tracks in it i was like oh, okay this is tight you know and it really feels like yeah. you're going through like a whole uh like a whole um storyline almost you know what i mean is that kind of what you were going for pretty much exactly you nailed it like uh, even before i had the idea to sample like specific dialogue and have it in order throughout the album to make a storyline mm. you know what i mean but that was just way too fucking complicated uh-huh. and like in the end i kind of scrapped it but still I, I have that idea in my mind that i could have done that like could have made a full-fledged like chopped up my own story from all these other movies like imagine you got like 20 movies that you sample and all these different lines and all these different languages but yeah you can make a cohesive story out of it yeah and then set it to music it's kind of opera in a way yeah but yeah like hip-hop yeah yeah no that's tight yeah i've always liked those uh kind of like uh albums that have some sort of kind of storyline or whatever like what immediately comes to mind is um uh the the album that dell did with um Mm, Dan the Automator, remember that one? It was a uh, oh, uh, Deltron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like super weird kind of story, but it was like yeah, it was, was like, like oh, sci-fi. Shit. I kind of, I kind of dig it. Yeah, or like I know Kendrick Lamar does a lot of like concept type of stuff like that. He's got some kind of storyline that like loosely connects everything. I, I, I always yeah. like that because this, this, the 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 single tracks like are good standalone but then when you listen to the whole album you're like oh i get it dude he he has he has he you know you you put a lot of like effort into like really pulling the listener in i mean it reminds me sort of like you know like pink floyd used to do stuff like that where they were just thinking of that like the wall exactly yeah yeah no it's like you you put their record on and it goes from beginning to end and it's like man this was a whole story and every single song kind of like bleeds into the other and stuff it feels it feels like you're on like a uh, i don't know like a uh, like a disneyland kind of like ride or something going through the, the whole like the whole album it's it's dope yeah so I, I really dig that that's tight thanks man that's definitely kind of the approach i had i missed back in the days how you used to have a cohesive album that people would listen to mm-hmm. from you know cover to cover like nowadays it doesn't seem like that's the case i mean now yeah. it's like kind of more single tracks yeah or, i think everybody just puts out single tracks most of the times but i missed i like the album format i always liked it and, yeah and yeah yeah albums are like perfect length really for like a listening you know like you sit down it's usually about an hour to you know 45 minutes to like an hour which is kind yeah. of like what i try to do with podcasts too but it's like perfect to sit down listen to some stuff and just you know take yourself on a ride and stuff but yeah a lot of people don't do that anymore um, which i miss um, i mean with with like uh with vinyl especially you have to do that right like, yeah, yeah. I'll put on like a record and just listen to it right you sit there i mean i'm in my head like digging for samples and shit but i have you know a bunch of records from like you know 90s guys and shit like that and yeah you just have to you gotta just sit there and listen to the fucking thing you gotta have all your you know uh 
senses kind of focused mm-hmm. on that. Yeah. So actually, so like while you're listening to music, you're saying you're like digging. So like, what's that process like? How, how, what's going on in your head? I guess what, what makes a, 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 a sample kind of stick out to you? Are you kind of like yeah, DJing I, in I your mind? I couldn't even tell you just like, uh, so I'm not like musically trained. That's the thing. Like, yeah. uh, I played, I played piano for like, I don't know, five, six years as a kid, but okay. that was a long fucking time ago. I don't even remember that. Um, but, uh, I don't know. Uh, you just kind of hear something like a little phrase, uh, you know, a sequence of notes or not even just like some kind of, you know, uh, a feeling really. And and maybe you can, you know, manipulate it a bit. Like a lot of samples doesn't sound good at the speed it's at, mm. you know, so you just slow it down. Oh, shit. Now it sounds good. Like a good example of that is, uh, you know, the survival of the fittest uh, by Mob Deep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bum, 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 bum. Uh-huh. Like they're. That sample was only just discovered recently, like what it what it is, and it's like fucking ten times faster. You would never recognize it. Oh, you know? okay. But uh, another another thing is like you'll hear. All right, this maybe could work, but maybe I have to chop it up and like rearrange it or whatever. Okay. But and are then, you doing that in your mind as you're listening? Not really. You kind of just hear it, and you're like, maybe I can use this. Okay. Maybe like you'll end up using one out of ten. It's uh, just like it's it's that's why it's called digging, right? I mean, you're just digging for shit, and most of it's gonna be worthless. Yeah, but. yeah. No, <laughs> when I was younger <laughs> and I would do that, uh, I had a lot of like just trash uh, track, you know, trash like uh, records. Just that I heard like one little piece of a thing, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna exactly. Keep this. But yeah, it's like a ton of stuff that's just junk, though. But you're wait, you're waiting through shit, basically. I mean. Yeah. But you think about it in another sense. I remember, uh, I think it was DJ Shadow that said this. He said, from already recorded music that has already sold, right? It's already, someone at one point thought this was good. So if you're making music from music that someone at one point thought was good, your shit's probably going to be good too, right? Mm. I mean, how could it not? Mm, I see. <laughs> in a weird way. Yeah, that, no, that, that, that's tight. No, you know what? That reminds me of like, um, uh, what's his name? Bob James. Um, oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Like, cause that guy, his his music was just it would always ch- like every two seconds or whatever it would like change the whole mood of it. And mm-hmm. I remember there's like a couple songs he has that so many people have just sampled from, and I was like, like Nautilus, not yeah, yeah, exactly. Nautilus. And it's like I did not know that that was the same song because this guy's song sounds so much different from this yeah, guy's yeah, song. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like when I found out it was the same song, that track that you can sample. Yeah. I was like, Holy crap, dude, that's dope. So no, but that, that makes sense. I mean, like, and I know that a lot of times you'll, you'll find an artist that has, yeah. Like, you know, say like premiere sampled something and you go, okay, let's check out this, whole, this artist's whole disc- discography. Exactly. And then yep. you find a lot of other stuff that's just kind of hidden in there or, no, or whatever. Exactly. Or like, say like in James Brown's uh, uh, case, like, you know, his band, like they had their oh, own yeah. albums and stuff. So you go and check exactly. them out and stuff. Or like, they're just the drummers and stuff. Like there's a lot of like just hidden gems out there for sure. But it's a process I mean, you, to find it. I mean... I've been doing this for like, you know, 13, 14 years, you know, you do this over time, it becomes almost second nature. You don't even think about it anymore. You're just like, all right, here's this, here's this, here's this. You just start connecting the dots until the point where, yeah, you kind of almost know where to look now. Do you know what I I mean? So does that change the way you listen to just music in general? Like, so when you're listening on the radio, you're like picking out, okay, what was this sample from? Or like, what, what is this drum doing or whatever? I mean... 
that just comes from learning music production, right? Okay. I mean, yeah. I can't listen to any music anymore without thinking in my head. Without okay, like how they do this, how how was this mixed? How was this produced? How was this program? Blah blah blah. Yeah, without breaking it apart and finding all the components of it. Yeah, no. I, much, yeah. I've like I've been like trying to do that too. I I, I kind of do that for dancing anyways because like it's just good to it's a good level or it's a good way of adding like depth to the way you dance because you can you know say dan you can follow like a bass line and then you can follow like a drum pattern or whatever and you yeah, can switch sure. between that and i noticed that that skill transfers really well to music because now you're listening for those same things that you would have been listening for in dancing but you're now going like okay now how did they actually make that that little mm. beat pattern or whatever you know this is mm -hmm. the the snare is doing this doot 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 or whatever so um that's tight no but yeah it really ch it 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 deepens the way you listen to music is what it sounds like it's kind of annoying at the same time too like i probably piss hello people off like they'll be listening to some song like oh yeah this these drums are weak like they should have done this they should have you know this is off like, yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> tough. like dude just shut up <laughs> <laughs> yeah so do a lot do a lot of people go like oh let's not talk about music with you is that is that how it is <laughs> i don't know but uh yeah, it's just it's just something that happens. I mean, when you when you start to, I guess, yeah, delve kind of deep into something. I mean, it's probably the same for everything, right? I mean, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Probably hella fools who are like hella into like video production and shit. They, they break apart everybody's YouTube channel and shit. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Yeah, it's. I'm. I, I mean, that's. I guess part of the artist. I mean, I know a lot of times when I look at like a painting, even I'll go like, okay. Uh, you know, I, I like to try to take a step back and just go like, okay, take it in, what it is, what it is, and then go into it and like look at how they did some brush strokes on it or whatever, how the co colors are composed. But like, you can't help but do that because you're trying to figure out how they made what they did, and you know, um, you know, I, I guess that's uh that's part of the artist quality, I I, I, I suppose, you know. I do it with dancing. I think it too. just it just comes with the territory, you know. Yeah, it, it does, but it, it, it I think it makes the conversation about um, that particular content even better because from depends who you're talking to, right? I mean, it, it's best if you're talking to someone who knows as much or even more than you do, right? Well, even someone who doesn't know, like I mean, because I don't know that much about music, but I really like hearing your you know what you have to say about it because it's it's making me realize like oh yeah this stuff goes a lot deeper than i thought you know what i mean and yeah. i'm hoping that oh you know open-minded people would <laughs> gain the same kind of interest into that because i mean mu music is just so it's so complicated and and just listening to you know just a song on the radio i mean just the like the primal instinct of yourself is to go like oh yeah i like this this is something to groove to it's kind of like you shut off your uh your conscious mind and just let your subconscious like soak in the mood or whatever but then if you do let your conscious kind of like take it into you're like man this is really mathematical in a way you know what i mean it's very scientific it's cool like that you know and we're, we're just talking about production i mean that's all i know uh -huh. I, mean, I don't know any theory right you that don't know any theory like at shit. all None. Like, uh, like I said, I used to play piano. Like, I know basic chords, scales, like circle okay. of fifths, this kind of shit. But I don't know anything beyond that. Like, uh, yeah. okay. Well, I mean, I feel like that's that's a good starting point. That maybe not people don't even know. I mean, uh, I mean it's like, yeah. I would say that's as basic as you get. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, sure, sure. But uh, I know a lot of people that wouldn't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Scales and circle of fifths and stuff. And, um, 
you know, and I guess even how that relates to like harmonics and stuff. So, um, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I mean, like I say, like, uh, well, when I produce a track, I practically always start with some bass, like not, not bass, like the instrument, but like a bass, like foundation sample. Mm. And then maybe I'll compose on top of that. So I know I'm already starting with a key that I didn't think of, right? Like, okay. Yeah. I mean, I could I could tune the sample to a key that you know, let's say I want this in fucking I don't know. I mean, you can only tune it to to the certain uh, keys that it's already harmonized with, right? Yeah. But uh, uh, anyway, I, I usually never start from scratch. Let's say, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. I no. need I need something. Yeah. But that it someone probably doesn't even know what you're talking about in terms of like <laughs> pitch shifting into like a different scale and stuff. I mean, back when I was like a, a high schooler and I didn't know anything about music and I would go and grab like a, a song, like I would try to make little mixes and stuff and I would grab a song and like, I didn't know how to do anything. And so it would always sound kind of weird because it would always go from like this key to a different key. And, and so it was just my, you know, high school mix or whatever that I was trying to make. And it, you can tell that there's something wrong with it, but you musically don't understand it. And that's probably I where mean, a nowadays, lot of people are at. I mean, know? you don't even have to. Like, you got hella programs and shit that will just identify the key for you. And like, you could just harmonic mix super uh, easily. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So do you, do, you, do you use a lot of like plugins and stuff? What programs do you use actually? So I just produce using FL, okay. FL Studio 20. Yeah. Um, that's what I used since the jump. I, I used it since like FL5 or something. But uh, yeah, I, I tried all kinds of other ones. I haven't tried Ableton. That's the one that everyone uses now. Yeah, I started but, using uh, Ableton actually, and that's uh, what I'm getting used to, yeah. I tried Pro Tools. I tried Sonar, Cubase, Reaper. Mm. I mean, they're all pretty much the same from what I can understand. It's just whichever one you, you like. Yeah, I what mean, workflow works the best for you. What I really like about uh, FL is the piano roll. It's like super intuitive to mm -hmm. to, to both with uh, like uh, instruments and with with drums, like mm -hmm. uh, for sequencing. But uh, and then yeah, of course, hell of fucking mixing and 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 uh, yeah, production uh, suites, yeah, like plugins. Do you, do you know? So do you know a lot about like sound engineering? No. So that's one thing I I, I don't really do like sound design like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, designing uh, uh, the instruments and the voicing. No, no, no. Mm, mm. What, do you do you like? Do you master your own stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that took like hello time to learn as well. Yeah. But it's an art uh, form. In its obviously, own. I'm never gonna get it as good as a treated room in an engineer. Yeah. Um, but hey, I'm I'm cheap, man. I gotta do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds good to me. So like, but yeah, I'm not some engineer, so I don't know. I mean. I don't have like the best equipment, but like the room really matters. Like this room has hella fucking echo. I should like put like hella like uh, foam and shit on the walls. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah. I wonder if that. I wonder yeah. if that actually helps make it um, have more of a nostalgic sound. Almost, you know. I don't know, but uh, I do try to like listen to it in different environments, like uh, headphones, car, yeah, you know, this, that, whatever, whatever. I mean, it's it might sound good on the monitors but it might sound bad somewhere else. Yeah, it's weird how that happens. Yeah, it's just you'll you'll play it in your in your headphones and you're like, "Oh, this sounds dope." And then you'll go in your car or whatever and you're like, "Man, what the Headphones are the easiest by far to make sound good is in yeah. my experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so when you're when you when you're 
working on mastering a track is that like part of your workflow where you no make it, it should be done at the very end like you've already done you're done with the production you're done with the mixing and you bounce it as a final wave stereo wave and then you just master that yeah on its own. yeah but when you're in that mastering phase are you going like okay let me get it perfect in the headphones and then let me get it perfect in the car let me get it perfect on like a a, 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 a whole sound system in like an auditorium the, the, or whatever the the monitors like these 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 speakers the studio monitors that's what i you try oh, okay. to get it perfect on that oh i see okay and so like, that that's... ideally you want it like the flattest sound you know mm. the flattest frequency response which is you're not going to get unless you have like i mean sound you know come bounces back and forth all over the place right so yeah you're not going to get the best sound unless you have a treated room and really like treated speakers everything has to be that's why you would pay a mastering engineer like thousands for this right yeah yeah <laughs> it's it's crazy how which uh, unless i was gonna get like re returned like on my money yeah i don't know i just don't see the point mm, mm, mm. um so you you sell i know you obviously sell your music on Bandcamp. um um but do you do like a lot of shows and stuff no man not for a long time like i used to uh but that was like hell of years ago dj live mm -hmm. but uh yeah i should get back into it like but that's the thing, like uh, I mentioned earlier, like I moved around a lot, man. Like in the last 10 years, I lived in like, yeah, Sweden, Netherlands, Belgium, yeah, San Diego, uh, uh -huh. Netherlands again, and then now here in Luxembourg. And like just so many times I had to buy and sell my equipment over and over and over, you know? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Moving all that shit around is, is yeah, not easy. So I remember you were, you were going to ask me like, yeah, like what's it like to, you know, uh, just living in a different country, like... Yeah. Uh, influence your art and yeah for sure it does just because of the inconvenience of moving around all the damn time mm, mm. so uh so what areas you've i mean you're from san jose right and yeah. then you lived in amsterdam for a while and mm. then that's where, the last time i saw you in amsterdam <laughs> yeah in amsterdam and then now you're in luxembourg were you in anywhere else between there yeah yeah i lived in san diego for three years oh, san, yeah san diego that's right um and so i mean like what's take what's been taking you in those areas i guess jobs man it's just, just okay. work so it's just work yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you you just pretty much and so then you and I, I like to i like to travel and and live in different places and shit like that it's fun i mean it's inconvenient as all hell and mm -hmm. yeah pain in the ass but but it's just cool yeah you know? yeah and so it you, you think it influences like the music you make um because you obviously i mean for sure because sometimes, like when I was in San Diego, I had like no money and mm. uh, I had to just make the shit with what I had, you know? Yeah. I couldn't buy the shit I wanted. Uh, now I practically have everything I want. Um, so it should come easier now. Uh, it also depends like what kind of people you meet, right? Like what kind of, uh, you know, music, uh, like other heads, you know? Uh, uh -huh. Different kinds of people all over the place, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And they might influence you. So do you do, have you done any, um, uh, projects with other people? So a bit, but not that much. There were, I had one homie back in San Jose who recorded some shit over some of my tracks, uh, -huh. uh real, real talented musician. Um, here, uh, I was going out to Paris for a while. Uh -huh. It's like only two hours away uh -huh. by train. And there I made some, some friends, uh, and, uh, we kind of work on some shit together. 
uh, kind of more like jungle music, like you know, like uh, early mid '90s, like Bristol shit. Oh like yeah, drum, yeah. Drum and bass, like with way more syncopated breakbeats, like okay. Runny run Size or, or something like that. Uh, and then I met this one Japanese rapper dude, uh, Ryota, goes by R Y T, and uh, we we worked on a little bit of some shit together. Um, but usually, for the most part, I'm just like a standalone yeah. person. Okay. Um, I'm just like a control freak, I think, in the end. Like, I need to have, like, full creative control over all my shit. Yeah. No, I, I, I understand that. That's, like, it's hard to it's hard to not do that because you, it's, like, what your, it's, like, what your workflow dictates, you know, alone. So then when you're working with somebody, you're, like, oh, I want it looking like this. But then, yeah, it's sometimes hard because the vision is, like, not quite matched up. It, I relate to that because, like, a lot of times when you're doing, like, dance stuff like and you're trying to make like some routine or whatever or like do, you know do some kind of battle or whatever you're like working with a lot of people and it's like everybody has their own idea of what's going to happen and it just yeah. doesn't quite come together but what you always have to do i think it's just like go okay i'm i'm open to like taking everybody's thing because this isn't this isn't my thing this is everybody's thing you know what i mean yeah so it's it's it's, it's hard to, to get over that uh, that fact you know um, or accept it you know what i'm saying yeah um so uh are you working on any um uh new projects right now so just now yeah i just put out the album like a month ago mm -hmm. um and now i think i'm just gonna actually focus on on dj mixes for a little while okay um i just got this 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 mixer you see right here this is like a super rare vintage Vestax from like 1990 mm. and uh it's got some cool little functions and shit this is the same same mixer dj crush uses okay this dude is like my, my fucking idol my hero okay uh so i think i'm just i already i already put out a couple of dj mixes recently but but uh, i think i'm gonna focus on that a bit and uh i mean i'm kind of tapped out now for production because i just put the shit out yeah like starting from zero which is cool at the same time because yeah. it's like oh shit I, I can make like something yeah yeah no yeah. It, tabula rasa yeah it's i mean you you hustled hard to get the thing done and now you're kind of like okay let's like take a, a second to breathe let that music kind of get around and, and and then work on your next thing how actually how long did it take you to put together that whole album cinema deck yeah it's kind of hard to say because like some of the tracks I made back like in 2015. Oh, wow. 2016. Okay. And I just had them, I just didn't do anything with them. I just had okay. them sit. And then some of the tracks I made just like six months ago. Okay. Or like four, four months ago. So you could say it took like five years, but that's not really accurate because like, you know, hella, like I was, I think when I first moved to Luxembourg, I didn't work on music for like a whole year. Mm. I was just running around, traveling, you know, I was back in Europe. I was like, oh, shit, let me do this. Go here, have fun, get drunk, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, so, like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Uh, total time. Some tracks probably have, like, 30 or 40 hours of work into them, mm. whereas others maybe, like, less than 10. But, like, the whole concept of what I was trying to do, I thought of that years ago. Okay, so it's it's been kind of like something that has been in the back of your mind to, uh, you know, yeah, put yeah. together eventually. Okay, yeah, no, I, I, I feel like I'm kind of like that with with um, with like painting, you know, because I, I like paint. I like to paint too. Um, 
I'll have like an idea of something and I'll start like a, a lot of times I'll start painting something that's like, um, it's uh, like just a concept of what I'm trying to go for. And then I'll just never finish it. And I'll just kind of like hang it up and stare at it to make myself that's like, how it is, man. To, you know, cause it's, say, like, it, it's, art is never finished, it's always just abandoned, right? <laughs> yeah, sort of. Yeah, no, that's very true. Uh, cause yeah, you're, you, you what I would always try to do is just have it there, look at it, you know, every day, just look at something and go, okay, let, let's let that kind of soak in my head and see if I can come up with anything cool to do with it, you know, because I think a lot of it is always just because I'm, I'm really good at just throwing out random ideas and stuff, but it's not composed into anything that makes any sense. So, but I have to always keep those ideas in the forefront of my mind or else I just forget about them. So that's why I'll try to just paint like a concept of something and just hang it up or whatever and then like look at it and go, okay, that maybe I could use that with something else that I come up with. Sure. Or like yeah, with dancing, yeah, yeah. I do that too. I mean, with dancing, it's like, I'll have like a cool little move that I made, but I'm like, man, there's no way in hell I'm ever gonna use this alone. So I just kind of write it down. And hope that this I is what I call like uh, Frankensteining shit. Oh yeah, you yeah. Know? You just like take bits and pieces from shit you made that's all not really good, let's say on its own. Yeah, but yeah. If you like Frankenstein that shit together and put it into one thing, now it's pretty good. Would you Would you say that there's a lot of tracks that you've made that are like that? Oh yeah, all the time. Hell okay. of times, I like I'll I'll find some sample or something and I try to use it. I try to make a track out of it. Nothing ever works. So I'm saying, oh, fuck this, it's not gonna work. <laughs> but then like four or five years later, I'll have another track and I'm like, you know, this needs something else. And then I'll go back and go through all my old, man, I have like, you don't even know, like a whole library of chopped up samples, like, like thousands probably. Wow. And then I'll just like keep like listening to them. Like, oh, this one, this one's, holy shit. Whoa, this is like already in tune or like, oh, this like fits harmonically somehow or like mm. this fits rhythmically or whatever if I if I tune it right or if I chop it. Yeah. And then suddenly it becomes useful. That's that's really tight. And that's so it's similar like to ha to what I do. It's it's kind of crazy how similar that is. It's uh, how, do, how do you keep track of those things? I mean, like, cause you say you got like thousands of stuff like- do so, you so like FL, you know, the program, uh, every time you sample something and you just like drag it into the playlist or whatever, it'll save it as a separate wave mm -hmm, file. Mm -hmm. And then that wave file is named whatever your sample was named. And I'm like a fucking meticulous Nazi motherfucker when it comes to labeling music. Okay. Like, I'm super meticulous about it. all of it. It's all cataloged and everything. So all that shit is just, yeah, boom right there. Mm. Um, you would think that like so back in the day right you had to like sample directly from vinyl into your mpc or sp12 or whatever whatever yeah. but now what i do i don't know i you could do that but i just record the whole record as a wave then i label it oh. then i i import it into fl to chop it up or whatever okay so you have the whole the whole song and then you have all your other chops okay that's tight no. i don't re i don't record a sample on its own like you would have done back in mpc days yeah 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 okay no that make that makes but sense um and and so then like i the way that i do like when i when i'm doing kind of this this whole frankenstein process with like dancing it's like i'll make a move and i'll just write down how it started how it ends on a piece of paper and i save that and you know i know that it's like junk moves but i'll just you know kind of go on with my life 
And then once in a while I'll get, I'll start making another thing and then I'll end up kind of in the same position and I'll go like, oh yeah, let's look back at that move that I used to do or like that I was working on back then and just try to like Frankenstein it in, into it because I know that my body is in a similar position as it was in that move. So let's see if I can like somehow put it together or like change something so that it fits together. Um, but I, I honestly don't have a really good process of like remembering that other than just writing I mean, it down. It's hard. It's it kind of hard. It sounds way harder with, with what you're talking about. It's, I mean, I know a lot of people will record themselves and sometimes I do that, but that works. Yeah, I, that makes sense. Yeah. But then you got a crap ton of footage that you got to go through. I mean, you got to go back and actually like watch that shit. Yeah, man. no, but time for that. yeah, I, I don't, I don't really have time for that. So it's more like I try to associate like a mood to it or like a, a, uh, some kind of feeling to it. So then when um, I'm doing something, it in that same feeling, it triggers that. And I go, oh, yeah, let me try you that. use, thing. like, colors and shit, you know? Like, <laughs> this is my yellow notebook for, like, this kind of feeling. This is my green notebook, whatever, whatever. Yeah, no, I used to, I used to categorize stuff all the time like that because if I had a move that I thought would make, it would be really good as, like, an intro introduction to like a you know say like because when you break you kind of you're st standing up and then you'll go on the ground I'll, I'll go like okay this makes sense for one of those types of moves or like if a another move where you're going from the ground and standing up or a way to like end your set or a way to start it or whatever something in the middle i'll categorize it that way um but these frankenstein type of moves like you sometimes lose track of them. I man, I got so many notebooks of stuff that I look at it and I go like, oh man, I kind of remember how to do this, but I don't really remember <laughs> how to do this. So it's it's hard. I, like I really should have filmed it. That's where the footage would come in handy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've I've never been good at like categorizing or at, at uh, like recording myself. So, but yeah, no, it's it, it's it's a process. But I, I I honestly think that that process makes some some gold sometimes. You know what I mean? I mean, sure. I would say most that's, of the stuff I've ever made came from that process, and it and it was. That's. I think that's the only way to really do it. I mean, no one's gonna just shit out a golden egg, right? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you ever shit out one golden egg on your? Well, it doesn't. Uh, it never works that way. Yeah. It's always just like months and months of of you know try this. It's trial and error. You know, mm -hmm. try this, try that, try this, try that. Maybe something will work. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So it's kind of like a playful way of like creating stuff. I mean, that, at least that's how yeah. I approach it. Is like. I'll play. I'll just play around with something and just exactly. if I have a and wild then, ass yeah. idea, just try it out, you know. Yeah. And somehow, after like you know, God knows, dozens of hours of work, you just you sit back and like, yeah, this yeah. actually sounds good. Sounds yeah, easy. yeah. So is, is is that how you know that a track is done when you can sit back and go like, oh, okay. pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. You, you're listening to the whole thing like, okay, this thing is ready to get mixed. Like, well, I do the mixing throughout the production. Yeah, okay. You probably shouldn't do that, but I do that. Okay. Um, I think mixing for me is just sense. part of my work. Okay. But so then, yeah, you sit back and you're like, okay, this makes sense. I can start, you know, maybe mastering it or whatever. Yeah, I can bounce this. Yeah. Okay. That's tight. No. Uh, wow. So, yeah. So that feeling sometimes takes forever. Like sometimes I have a track like that I had in the back burner for years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Man. So like I, I just you know this last probably a year and a half or whatever i started getting like more into music production and like literally everything i've ever made is that is like it's shit that i just saved i 
you know and i just will listen to it and go like okay hopefully someday this will like turn into something dope i have an idea i like i want to make some kind of album someday but like and i kind of have an idea of what i want to do but all these tracks that i potentially want to use there it's like they're probably at like 25 percent to 50 percent of what i actually want it to be Mm. but i think it's onto something and so i've just been kind of like I'll play it once in a while to just listen to it and go like, okay, see if I have any good ideas with it. But it's like, they're all just like unfinished projects in my mind. So, um, and I, I, I'm afraid that it never will become that. And I never will put out an album, but I'm hoping that someday I do it. But yeah, most dude. of the stuff I do isn't sample. It's all, uh, it's all like, uh, uh, composed. Composition. So, yeah. So, but like, uh, in terms of the instruments and shit, what are you using? Like, is it all electronic or are you trying to get like real instruments? Uh, it's all electronic. I have a, a, a keyboard over here. It's an Akai, uh, uh, it's a, what is it? 61 key, M- whatever, whatever. M- MPK, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's MPK. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and I have a smaller one too, that I can travel with. I sometimes take it when I'm traveling or whatever, just to like pull but it But what out. about the voicing, the voicing of the instruments? It's all like, uh, yeah, it's it's all I, I i'm trying to like find like good samples of stuff to use that but i don't know i, what, what I honestly like? just compose yeah. some stuff and if the notes sound what are you trying good, to sound like yeah that that that's hard because that's getting into like sound engineering and i'm not good at that at all you know i got some friends that are better at it but it's like you know that that's my idea is to like take the compositions i've made and then you know someday come back and then really like work on the voicing of it because i think that's where the big gap is really in what i do so um but <laughs> i don't know i'm, be, I'm a but beginner like, uh, at this. I, I, i'm curious i'm trying to like understand like who, who are you trying to sound like if if you told me hey I, i'm trying to like emulate this dude or you like, know I'm trying to you know i'm not trying to sound like anybody really like because i i approach music kind of like when I hear something that I like, I go, why do I like that? And then, mm. um, so I'll try to like dig deep into like the song. Is it, is it just this chord progression that I really like? Is it this instrument, the way it's sounding? You know, I, 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 I've really um, gone back into a lot of like old, uh, like 90s rock music, like Nirvana okay. and stuff. And I'm like, sure. oh man, I just love the way that they did the guitar work on this or something. And it's like, um, so I'm like, basically when i see that i go okay how do i how can i make that same feeling myself and so then sure. i just yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. i what i do is i really study the way they made that track and then i go okay this is the part that i do like about it let me see how i can make that myself like how i can yeah, okay. recreate like a feeling like that but in terms of artists d- dude honestly i love all sorts of artists dude all types of music i mean it's not just hip-hop music or whatever for me so um there's a lot of times i'll listen to like a country song and i'll be like oh man the the way this guy sings this like this little uh this chorus or whatever i'll go like man i love it and uh like you know just try to figure out why i love it so much and then you know try to figure it out i don't know i can't really sing but it'd be dope if i could (laughs) um that's that's a whole other thing but you know i don't know so so essentially every time i make like a new track it's just it's a it's a concept of trying to recreate a feeling that i heard that i really liked so yeah, literally everything i make sounds different i think i mean because i couldn't pin a style to it you know um 
I imagine that's probably like how Kanye West or whatever like approaches things. He's got some <laughs> it, it, artists like him. They just have so many different sounds that are like attached to them. You know what I mean? Or like who else is similar to that? Um, uh, I don't know, Cool Keith. <laughs> mm, I was gonna say maybe. Mm, I mean, maybe even Pink Floyd. Like, it's like it's hard to pinpoint like what exactly their style is. I think, you know. Um, I don't know, but it, I, you, you get what I'm saying. Oh, you know who it is? Uh, Tyler the Creator. Like when okay. you listen to his stuff. I, I, I never really listened to to much of his stuff. I know. Okay. Uh, just like a bit. I liked one dude that he worked with, uh, Vince Staples. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, but, uh, his music is just kind of like, it's. I I feel like he doesn't have, his style is to kind of like have it open. I think you know in a way where it's uh, it's hard to pin something to it. You know, like how you hear some guys that is like, okay, these guys do like trap style music or whatever. Sure. This is more like a lo-fi type of style or whatever. It's hard to pin it to to those guys, you know. So um, it's good know. to incorporate all kinds of different different styles in your shit for sure. Yeah, like I can like even even me, I'll I'll throw in like drum and bass and shit sometimes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like I can I can just tell that when they were making the uh, a song, it was inspired by something kind of off the wall. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, shit. Look at even like I don't know, De La Soul or something, or uh -huh. Tribe Called Quest back in the early '90s. It's all like you know, hippie rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It know? is. Yeah, no, I like that. Or, uh, or like, do you ever listen to like fucking uh, Brother Lynch or like yeah, yeah some co cool Keith? It's like horror movie shit. Right? Yeah, it is. It's it's kind of crazy. Yeah, those guys sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're like, uh, yeah, they tell some crazy stories. Yeah. Um, to me, like, yeah, just like maybe it's a tangent, but like, uh, Brother Lynch, I just imagine him and his buddies sitting around, like you know, like, like okay, we're like gangster rappers, but what's even crazier than like killing people, eating them? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Next level of thugness and eat the motherfucker yeah dude but yeah they they go they go they take it a step further for sure yeah. <laughs> um so actually so who who would you say are your favorite artists right now i mean obviously you're saying like um uh what were you saying premiere no uh, uh right now yeah so, yeah i don't really know like now I, I don't really listen to too much contemporary music like i'm mm. i'm I'm too busy still digging like what came out in the 90s. I mean, I feel like I'm never going to be done. Oh, okay. Uh, especially like hella Japanese shit, man. Like fucking yeah. Japanese producers from the 90s are so good. It's like yeah. crazy. And they're really underground um, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like just some random label that only put out like five or six records and that was it. And, yeah. And you never heard anything from these fools again, but damn, it's some good ass shit. Yeah. Um, but like who still makes good music now? Like... Uh, the only contemporary producers I can think of are more like electronic, not so much hip hop. Hip hop okay. to me, like, like it's probably, I don't know, I sound like a dickhead or something, but like hip hop to me died like a long time ago. Like mm. what comes out now is, is not hip hop to me. It's like some other thing. It's, it's trap. It's whatever it is. I don't it's know. Something kind of, yeah, it's, 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 it's morphed into something different. I mean, like I, I've always said that like hip hop nowadays, it, it's, it's, it looks so different than what it started out as. But it kind of like follows this in the tradition of hip hop in the sense that every generation of it has tried to do something different than the generation That's definitely before true. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, it's always innovation. Which I would say follows kind of the hip hop tradition, you know, of like we're not biting nothing, you know, like we're we're yeah, making yeah, yeah. our own thing. So like I I I refrain from saying it's not hip hop, 
but I do think it looks completely different than what it used to be. You know what I mean? It, we're in we're in like a new genre sort of, but exactly. You know, it's yeah. it's. I feel like it's if you were to say hip hop, uh, is not necessarily a genre. It's like an umbrella of genres, and so you got it this is, trap sure. style of hip hop. You got this like '90s style, like a uh, golden era type of uh, style. Back, yeah. You know, now there's like the lo-fi shit and then there's, you know, I, I don't know, the old school stuff, the, you know, hip hop, you know, whatever the fuck they do. You <laughs> yeah, know, Rapper's Delight. <laughs> yeah, Rapper's Delight. Yeah, that kind of shit. So all that stuff sounds so different and you can tell that there was like a generation and then that influenced the next generation and then the next generation. But between those generations, you're like, man, dude, they really jumped between them. So, uh, uh, yeah, I... I don't like saying it's not hip hop, but I don't think that it sounds anything like what it is now, what what it used to be. So to me, like like uh, like even the basic structure changed a lot. Like now the beats per minute are super slow. Mm -hmm. You know, before hip hop was always like what ninety or eighty five to like one one oh five or something mm -hmm. like that, and that was it. And then now it's like fucking like 60, 70 beats a minute and you have like the double time hi-hats all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's we. You and, know what? Trap music is so weird to me because it's like. It almost has two tempos to it. You know what I mean? It's halftime. It's halftime yeah, music. Exactly. It's, a half it's like time. dubstep. Yeah. And so it's cool because when I listen to it, I'm like, all right, this is like some shit that you're just like chilling to. But then also it's like, oh, this kind of gets hype though. But I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, that's why musically it's interesting to me. Um, and bef when I first heard it, I was like, eh, this is some stupid shit. But it, it kind of <laughs> grew on me a little bit. It kind of grew on me in, in a weird way. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's it, it it's weird because like the hip hop dance was breaking, and a and lot of the really new fast. music, yeah, a lot of the music now, you can't really break to it. No, I mean it all just slowed down over the yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean you can dance, you can dance to it, but doing like traditional break style moves, you can't really do t do to it. So it's. I, it's a it's a weird subject because it it is in the vein of hip hop, but it's also like I mean for sure really become yeah. something different, you know. But yeah, no, I don't know. I I dig it. It's they're doing what they're doing, you know. It it, it I, I'm I'm excited to see where it goes from there, you know. In like 20 years, like what's gonna be happening? People are gonna man, be, fuck knows, man. Yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, if you couldn't like predict yeah, the the cycle and, and the way it goes, like people say that shit's cyclical, right? And um, sometimes I see it like. Uh, even like I remember in the 90s, electronic music or like the early 2000s as well, it was all just a rehash of disco music. Mm. Like straight up, it was just disco music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then now, like not now, but okay, what, like five, six, ten years ago, you had like Vaporwave and that shit became mm. hella big. And that was just a rehash of like a bit later 80s disco music and especially like that Japanese city pop shit, uh -huh, which uh -huh. is good. I, lo I love city yeah, pop. Yeah, that stuff's but, tight. Uh, so like... There is a there is a cyclical aspect to yeah. it, and especially in these genres like hip hop and electronic music, where you're sampling all the time yeah. and reusing shit. I think the cyclical nature of it is more of the feeling, or the the mood of it. You know what I mean? Because like disco, for instance, it has this like kind of party, like dance with you know the ladies or whatever kind of feeling, yeah. and then like <laughs> they kind of went to you know to like like in house music in a way 
is like kind of the same sort of thing, you know. It's got that same kind of mood to it, or like, uh, you know, I don't know. They, yeah, house they, music just is like to... really stripped down disco. Yeah, it is. I mean, house music is why they came from the gay clubs in Chicago. Yeah, uh, where they were just like, yeah, let's just strip it down and make it just pure four to the floor shit. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, it seems to me like people go, oh, I miss that mood, I miss that feeling, and then now new artists are going like, let's try to recreate that mood with this new shit that we got you know what i mean yeah so for sure that, that that's what i see with the cyclical nature of it which i think is tight but I like I, I don't know like uh what trap is maybe from nothing maybe it's totally like a new thing but i don't know where they got this idea to make it like all halftime to make the the like these like really staggered syncopated especially with the hi-hats and snares yeah uh yeah, I don't know. I don't know where that came from. I don't know where it came from either, but to me it seems like like maybe dubstep kind of like influenced it a little bit in the way that they do these kind of drops and stuff. Uh like cuz what I've dubstep is like halftime music as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, dubstep was always interesting to me because what would happen is like it would do this crazy build up and then right when it drops it slows everything down. It's kind of like mm. the opposite of what you were thinking was going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah, in a, like a traditional techno song, it'd probably just start getting crazy. You know what I mean? Um, but it's like, it'll, it, it, the drop is like, you know, a transformer sound and it just kind of slows down. <laughs> the beat kind of disappears in a way. And I feel like trap music took that same idea sort of and, and then maybe extended it and made it more of like a... a you know a rhythmic kind of way i don't know but yeah it's it's an interesting style of music yeah but i could see that there's pieces of other stuff that are kind of in there i don't know yeah i think sure. honestly someone probably was just messing around and then they just was like hey yeah, whatever, yeah. let's, like let's hear what's going on with this um and it caught on so i don't know who knows what's next yeah maybe <laughs> a rehash of of the of the 90s hopefully <laughs> yeah, that'd be tight. No, that that. Well, you know what? Actually, to be honest, lo-fi music is really blowing up in the last like couple years, and I really think that that has huge influence from the '90s. You know what I mean? Yeah, it does. Uh, it's kind of like I would say that's like a continuation of like, like the early 2000s, like Nujabes and Dilla. Mm -hmm. That those are like the the godfathers of this genre, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, people often put my music. In, in that genre but i think it's like yeah not quite but uh the thing with like lo-fi music is yeah you have that really lo-fi aspect right where yeah. like the shit sounds like it's actually like mixed badly on yeah, purpose yeah. yeah or or like uh, has this really like tape quality like where the fucking time of the pitch you know of the sample or, or the whole song even starts to go off mm, right yeah so it sounds like this wobbly, like, blah, 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 you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they. I think it's specifically made to sound old. And uh, and I guess in a way that it, it, it makes it sound more nostalgic, sort of. You exactly, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which is why I'm going, okay, not the 90s is when you would have been listening to something on a tape like that. And so it, may, it reminds me of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they got, like, kind of, you know, some, like, chill like hip-hop beats or whatever so but it, it it seems to me like it's it's kind of some derivative of, of that style of music um yeah you're probably right yeah. yeah um uh let's see anyways um 
So you said, yeah, you're not working on any new projects, but you're just doing more like DJing now. Um, yeah, just digging, digging for for other tracks to mix and like setting up uh, set lists and shit like that. Okay. Are are you gonna try to do any like DJ shows? I mean, now with fucking not yet. <laughs> yeah, actually, you know what? I'm curious. Like, I, I've been seeing like a lot of like DJs that are going on. Um, yeah, you know, virtual like social yeah, yeah, yeah. media and they're mi- doing just mixes and stuff and like I thought about doing that. I would need to buy a camera, but uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I thought about that. I, I mean, yeah, I could do that. Yeah, no, that uh, that'd be tight. No, I, I Dude, there's one dude. Fuck. There's this one dude from Japan, uh DJ Coco. Have uh-huh. you seen this fool? No. He's crazy, man. He's incredible. Like uh he only uses 45s. Okay. Uh and and n- nothing else apparently. And uh the dude is just incredible. His mixing skill, his like, you know, blending his his selection is just bananas. I'm thinking like this motherfucker must sit all day to like come up with these these uh, sets, you know? Yeah. He's uh, got to live that life. I mean, <laughs> he's dude. nuts, man. Check him out. He's like incredible. You said Coco? Yeah, it's K O C O. K O C O. What is he on YouTube or where can I find him? On Instagram. Instagram? Okay. Yeah, that's where I see a lot of people doing it. Yeah. He's crazy, man. He's got like this one, like fucking, like he's blind in one eye. So like, you just like see this fool doing it, and like his one eye is like all white, looking in the other direction. But like his hands and everything is so fast. Like, oh shit! Like, God damn. Damn. And so does is he? Does he? He does a lot of mixing. Does he do a lot of scratching or? Yeah, yeah, a bit. Not so much, man. Scratching, like that's the one thing I really like. Kind of, um, I mean, it's not totally dead, but almost like right. It, like, no it one. Is- inc- I don't hear anybody really scratch anymore, which sucks because they do it. I mean, they do it, but in and of itself, it's become like just like a novelty. Like you'll go on Instagram and you'll find like 12 year old girls that will outscratch like the DMC champion (laughs) straight up. Yeah, yeah. No, I've seen some of that shit, but no one incorporates it into their music Mm -hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas back in the day, you would have had some some scratched hook like, you know, DJ Premier, this, that and third, whatever. but now, yeah, I don't know. No yeah, one, no, I, I, I definitely missed that. I remember I used to try to scratch, and it's freaking hard. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's, it's a art form in itself, dude. Yeah, for sure. I loved watching those old bat, those like battles. Um, uh, what is it? The, the championships with like Cuba and all them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, it's like, dang, dude, this shit is crazy. I, I remember. Th- they, they used to throw a few shows like in Sacramento um, when I was a kid of like the same kind of thing. Like they would just bring some DJs in and do it. And I was like, God damn, this is crazy. And it was all like before like Serato and stuff. And so it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. just like you you couldn't just tap a button and be like, OK, here we go. Like, you know what I mean? No, like, no, no, no. You, no. Were you had to up. fucking know where that shit is on. the Yeah, exactly. You'd, you'd see guys with like they'd stack their records all on this on the thing so that they can like mix it. And then they throw that one off and then they keep going i was like dude this is crazy the process is so is so crazy um it's just hella thought out like yeah uh, you just plan that shit at like practice 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 and then boom you got your nice little yeah set do you think you can do any kind of scratching like that i know you do some scratching but i scratch but i'm man i could do nowhere near the level of anything like that do you ever try to do that that's, that's like I never funny. tried to do any like crazy shit like yo let me do this like crap into the flare into this no 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 I was always just like how do I make scratching into part of my productions okay okay like that's what I always wanted to do mm, mm, mm. okay like uh, in the beginning when I first started like back in college like in Davis yeah like in 03 
or something. Oh no, that was in high school. Yeah, you would be DJing the parties. I think that's how I met you because you were DJing and then you started scratching or some shit. And I was kind of like, oh, this motherfucker knows what's up. Cause like most (laughs) DJs like wouldn't do that. But I was like, oh, this fool has some technique. And I think that's why I started talking to you. (laughs) Maybe, I don't remember to be honest. Or you were like playing something that like some off the wall, like kind of music. And I was like, yo, this dude was digging for this. Like, it's not just some fucking Nelly song or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I always did try to do that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's how I started. I was DJing parties and shit in Davis. And then also like I was learning how to scratch. But then like super quickly, I just went, you know what? I just want to make my own shit. Like, uh-huh. I'm not interested too much. And now I'm getting back into the DJing shit. But like, bef- like as soon as I shifted into production, that's all I wanted to do. Yeah. So it was like, okay, I don't need to learn like touches for production. I just need to know something. So okay. I kind of just, yeah, that's stuck tight. with that. Yeah, no, I, that's dope. So you, you, that was right when you started producing it, it, uh, back in those I days? Start- like. Yeah, like maybe 06, 07 okay. in college. Yeah, that's probably when I first heard your music, actually. Um, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Probably, yeah, no. Uh, I'm trying to remember because it was like an EP. I don't remember where I met you. Like. I think probably through Andrew. Or, yeah, yeah, I think it was through Andrew. Well, I know. I think I met you at a, one of his parties and you were DJing. Ah, like maybe. you and Bao, I think, were DJing or something. Ah, it was probably the Halloween party we threw. It no, but I knew you before that. May, I yeah, I maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that was a long time ago. But yeah, no, I, I, I definitely remember. You know what? I probably met you before that, but I didn't know you were DJing. But I, I oh, okay. really, I remember a moment when I was at one of those parties, and I, like, heard the DJ just play something crazy, and I was like, "Holy shit, dude! Who's DJing? This shit is dope!" And then I looked over to wherever you were and i was like oh shit i know this dude and i think i talked to you and i was like bro you know what's up like you know what i mean like i had an immediate realization that it wasn't some fucking just regular ass person just djing you know what i mean like it wasn't you know (laughs) so i don't know that was dope um well anyways dude we're hitting about an hour right now so we should probably close this show out soon um do you have where can people find you? Yeah, on, on any fucking music platform, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Tidal, Bandcamp, YouTube, mm. whatever, whatever. YouTube. So it's yeah. DJ Fiction, P-H-I-X-I-O-N. Is that right? Yep. Yep. You got like that. we were talking before, like, uh, uh, what were you saying? I picked that name because I wanted a name I could scratch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I couldn't make up. I couldn't use my own name. I couldn't make up some other name. Otherwise, I would never be able to find some fool saying it. But I wanted a name like, shit, let me find the uh, fucking, you know, whoever, Jeru the Damager, you know, Fat Joe or somebody mm. saying that shit. And then I could <laughs> fix it, you know? Yeah, that's that. tight. Yeah, no, that's some old school shit for sure. It's like uh, a lot of people used to do something like that because you can find you can find a record or whatever that says that word. Exactly. You know, yeah, I know. I, I knew someone that went by chemical or whatever. There you yeah, go. Same yeah. kind of thing. Now it's you like, can just use Serato. I mean, you could just have your homeboy. You'll record whatever. Yeah. And now it's a lot easier wave. for sure. But yeah. yeah, back in the day, it was a lot different. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 you couldn't just do a little mic shout out or whatever. You needed to like find a record that you can actually like scratch or whatever now it's serato you can kind of do whatever the hell you want so which is which is tight i think I, it makes for some i mean shit i have serato right here so what the fuck am i you know, no I, about? I i don't shame serato at all i think it's no, it's, it's pushed it's pushed uh the world of like music production into like 
realms it could have never gone to. So I, I really like that. You know, it 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 allows like the the uh, it, it, I think it extended the life of uh, turntablism. You know what I mean? For sure. Oh, for sure, man. Uh, the you know regular techniques, twelve hundreds, you know whatever. Uh, deck would have been dead, man, if it wasn't for Serato. Yeah, yeah. People exactly. would just be using controllers and CDJs forever. Yep, yep, yeah, exactly. And so, uh, you know, it, it allowed, like, it, it almost allowed, like, turntablism to go more into, like, a mainstream in, in a way, I think. I mean, not that it wasn't mainstream in the 90s, but it was uh, uh, sort of dying out a little bit, you know, so, but yeah. It, I would say, like, yeah, by the early 2000s, I mean... It was, yeah. I mean, you still had like fools like Babu and shit like that. Mm, that's true. Putting out the battle records. Yeah, like, yeah. Hubert uh, <laughs> with the all the seal ones, super seal. That's dope. And, uh, so, uh, everybody, check him out. DJ Fiction Cinema Deck. It's a really dope album. There's like what, 15 tracks, 16 tracks, something like that. No, is it more? Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, really dope. <laughs> I've been trying to play. I think my phone turned the music off, but I'll make sure I put a playlist on this whole uh, podcast so you guys can check that out. Um, uh, thanks for being on, dude. This was great. Dude, thank you, man. Amazing, man. Um, hopefully, I'll get this out, this podcast out pretty soon. Um, dope. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening, guys. Peace. Peace.